Hello to all of you fantasy football managers. Welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Brian the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew, the diabetic Dynamo Dopes. Hello. And our BFF and producer, Brendan, the producer, Pika. Guys, week two? Uh, I think I tore an ACL just watching the games. What about you guys? Oh, that was the worst week I've ever had. Yeah, yeah we're feeling it. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty rare that there's so many big names uh, that suffer serious injuries. Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, uh, Devontae Adams, Saquon Barkley. I mean, it really is a impressive list, and it's equally sad <laughs> as it is impressive. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully you didn't really suffer all that much if you're listening to us. And if you did lose a key player, we'll do what we can to help you replace them effectively. Nice. Um, yeah, so starting out this podcast, we will go over some waiver signings, players we are fading on, and break down and do a recap of the AFC home games. Uh, and we'll take it from there. So starting out, Andrew, Yeah. let's, let's talk about three waiver signings. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to say Joshua Kelly. Uh, running back, uh, I guess backup running back for the L.A. Chargers. He showed up in a major way. Uh, both these running backs looked really good uh, with the start of Herbert. You know, they really did rely on the running game, and, and it worked really well. It was a pretty simple, uh, I guess, recipe, and it was, a, a, I guess, a boon for both Austin Eckler and also Joshua Kelly. 25 touches, 113 yards against Kansas City. 25 touches, that is an awesome workload. And even though I wouldn't say he's the most talented player in the world, with that type of workload, I'm in. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my three wide receivers. All of mine are <laughs> wide receivers this week. Keelan Cole, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver. Uh, he had two, I would say, great weeks in a row. Uh, he's the most targeted player on the Jacksonville Jaguars as of right now. This week, put up six receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Last week, he put up similar numbers. Uh, yeah, like I said, no one has been targeted more than Keelan Cole right now with D.D. Westbrook out of the picture uh, and Minshew Mania just going ham right now. Keelan Cole is the guy. I like him. He's a good pickup. He's only rostered on 1.9% of ESPN leagues. So not a popular option, but pick them up. <laughs> really not. I don't, I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about getting them, especially yeah, no, with that's, having Cortland Sutton. Yeah, that's that's a great, great one. Uh, my second one, you know, I, I think I'm going to go a little bit simpler. You know, for my waiver pick, I'm going to go Jarek McKinnon. I'll go down the running back avenue. Uh, San Francisco had a huge, huge injury-plagued day. Um, I do feel bad for all 49ers fans. Jarek McKinnon was the lone bright spot. He stepped in for an injured Mostert, uh, and he, he stepped up in a big way. He turned six carries into 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, granted, he did have that one ginormous play, which does account for most of this, but he looked like he had juice. Uh, he looks like the player the 49ers thought they were signing a few years back. And if he's the last man standing, man, there's going to be value. The starting running back for Kyle Shanahan has always been productive. If that's Jarek McKinnon, I think he's locked and loaded as an RB2. 
Nice. Uh, my next wide receiver. Only rostered on 0.2% of leagues, but is definitely going to get a boost this week. Uh, Zach Pascal. Paris Campbell just got injured. Looks like he is out for the season, which moves up Michael Pittman, moves up Zach Pascal. With Pittman being a rookie and being unproven, Zach Pascal can can step into the uh, to the picture. He scored a touchdown last week, which is very good, off of four targets. Uh, and that's another solid option. I wouldn't say start him right away because we got to see how this offense works. But on an offense that has included so many players, you know, T.Y. Hilton's technically the number one, but so many <laughs> other players have been involved in this offense. Uh, I can see him definitely getting a lot more targets throughout the weeks. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Uh, and my final uh, waiver signing is Russell Gage. Uh, he's a player that you know people are starting to wake up to, uh, but I think there's still a lot great of one. untapped potential there. And he's pretty lowly owned, low 30s. Um, he had six catches for 46 yards and a touchdown. Last week, he had 114 yards. Uh, this guy is just a machine, and this offense is putting up points. We saw it. Uh, they are having trouble winning, but man, Matt Ryan can sling it like nobody's business. There is a huge amount of value here for Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage. He is clearly the number three, uh, but that role is being productive. So, I mean, fortunately, the Falcons look like a bad defense as well, so they will need to keep throwing. Russell Gage is, I think, for sure roster-worthy, and I think a fine uh, replacement-level wide receiver in a pinch. All right, my final player. This one's a bit of a stretch. Uh, KJ Hamler, Denver wide receiver. I know it's a little scary right now picking any Denver player after watching what they did last week against the Steelers. And no lock. And no Drew Locke, exactly. Just like your pick, it's It's not a lock. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah, this one's definitely a bit of a stretch. But um, he's a rookie. But he's one of those players. He's he's really flashy. He made some great plays. He had a nine yard carry, as well as three receptions for forty eight yards. He was targeted seven times by Je- Jeff Driscoll, who replaced Drew Locke. Uh, and and that was against the Pittsburgh defense. He's listed now as the number two on this team, right behind the other rookie, Jared Judy, uh, because Cortland Sutton, unfortunately, out for the rest of the season. Uh, like we talked about before. So KJ Hamler definitely has a great opportunity. And that's the that's the big thing here. He has the opportunity to to do something great because he is that speedster that, that can run the ball and catch. So yeah, he's dang. a better quarter That's That is a, a bold, bold play. It's a bold and, play. Uh, man, that's ballsy. Yeah. Andrew, next segment we're going to be breaking into is the top three players we are fading on. Uh, and for people who are unfamiliar with this segment, uh, fading players, you know, I consider them players that are, you know, not only just fading, but off my team. Uh, yeah. Starting out, I think we both share this one, uh, Tariq Cohen. Absolutely. You know, he was somebody that we weren't quite sure what the workload would be. He just signed a shockingly large contract considering what he does. And his first game after the contract is a disappointment. Five rushes for 12 yards and caught one pass for 15 yards. Um, you know, I would certainly be hoping for more. I thought he'd be a solid bench option to play in a pinch, but I don't even think he's going to be that. It is Montgomery's world. 
Mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen, I am fading, and you are off my squad. Yeah, I'm going to add on to that a little bit. Here's a fun stat. Uh, Corderell Patterson had more rushing attempts last week than Tariq Cohen, and David Montgomery had more targets than Tariq Cohen. So what's the point? He's not involved at all. He was he was an afterthought. So that that's just another thing to add. That was my thought process. He's not involved in this offense uh, to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I like that. My next one is Sammy Watkins. Talk about a player that just yo-yos like none other. He had a awful week this past week. And honestly, if you're foolish enough to start him week two after his week one performance, shame on you. This is an offense with a lot of mouths to feed. And Sammy Watkins, that is a game of Russian roulette I am not interested in. Here's a fun fact for you, and shout out to Yahoo Fantasy Football for this stat. Sammy Watkins has averaged 4.4 fantasy football points per game since week 11 of last year. 4.4 points per game is awful and not somebody I want to trust in any week. So that is a roller coaster I want to get off of. No thank you, Sammy Watkins. Goodbye, and you are off my squad. All right, speaking of a lot of mouths to feed, we're going to gonna hop over to arizona i hate to to put a arizona player in this segment but christian kirk really yeah, starting a good to one. fade on him yeah after d hop there's still larry fitzgerald in front of him uh week one which i guess it, that was a tough matchup against san fran defense he got one reception for zero yards this week against washington football team you would think could be a better performance two receptions 57 yards not bad but it, it really seems like majority is D hop. And then if Murray needs to throw to someone else, it's going to be the Larry. Uh, so this year right now, no Christian Kirk for me. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, and my final is Naeem Hines. He was a waiver wire darling last week. Uh, it looked like he might not have the backfield to himself, but you know, I think everybody thought he was going to have a huge role. This past week, he was out-touched 28-1 by Jonathan Taylor. This is Jonathan Taylor's world. It looks like Frank Reich and the Colts already handed the keys to Jonathan Taylor. Naeem Hines is back to being an afterthought. He is obviously not what we thought he was going to be. And it was one week, so you might be saying this is an overreaction. Ah, but but I just do not see a reality where they give it take away touches from Jonathan Taylor. I think Naeem Hines is worthy of being cut yeah i agree it was against one of the the worst defenses in the league hate to say it what what team was that nah we don't need to talk about that my next pick (laughs) uh kind of goes off what you were talking about with uh with jarek mckinnon from sanford i went tevin coleman like you said jarek mckinnon was stepping up to the plate as long as Mostert's playing uh as long as everyone's healthy i don't want anything to do with coleman he's listed as the running back three now and got outperformed by, by mckinnon um, it's just both in the receiving game and the ground game. So I'm, I'm fading on Tevin Coleman. Quick that is, easy. yeah, that is a good one. Uh, so we're going to start breaking down the AFC home games. Let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who lost to the Cleveland Browns. And before we start breaking down this game, I do want to point out with our about it, game predictions, Andrew, I won week one. I yeah. predicted more games correctly than you. And I am happy to announce I won week two as well. So, Andrew, you are 
have a hefty 0-2, just, just like your favorite football start. team. Oof. I'm letting you get a head start because I just know how much I beat you last year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, if anybody knows start. how to choke, it is the Falcons and myself. Uh, I guess and Vikings. I'll throw them in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns. This was a really interesting game. Uh, it was a lot better than what most people expected. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to say I'm a Baker Mayfield believer, but I certainly thought he was much better than what his week one performance was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think stock up on my Browns. Um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're splitting it much more evenly than people mm-hmm. would expect. But Odell Beckham Jr., I think, is back in the wide receiver two category. He's still, he's still got the moves. His touchdown run was excellent. He almost got another one on pretty much the same exact route. Uh, and he easily could have had another 10 to 20 more fantasy football points. So Odell Beckham Jr., I, I feel comfortable with. Um, you know, when he faces teams like the Steelers and the Ravens, I would most likely bench him because I don't think Baker steps up in those primetime matchups. But against reasonable opponents, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is a, a lock to start. Yeah, it, it's tough because they played week one against one of the hardest defenses in the league. Now they're going up against one of the easiest defenses in the league. So we can see basically all these players upside. So I, I do agree that Beckham's stock is rising up a little bit. Um, definitely one you don't want to play every game, but a matchup against the Bengals, that's that's perfect. And we did say start Odell Beckham because if there's any time he's going to step up to the plate, it's now. So And he did perform. Yeah, no, you are exactly right. Uh, and Nick Chubb, he's an auto start. Um, but Kareem Hunt, you know, people were expecting him to be a, a playable option. But right now he looks like a must play. You know, he is, is he in the RB2 category? Where are you valuing Kareem Hunt? Uh, uh, I, I put him as a pretty much a solid lock, lock and loaded uh, RB3. Like, no, okay. no lower than that. It, it depends on the matchup. So if, yeah. if like last week... If once they play Baltimore again, definitely a lower end RB three, but any other week I, I, I can see it where he's got RB two upside. I mean, two touchdowns, one of them receiving man, especially if you got that Chubb hunt combo, that is just destructive. I know that yeah. I went up against both of them last week. So. <laughs> a little just salty tore, yeah, there. He's, he's great. in. He, He's great in fantasy. He's getting re- receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and he's getting a ton of carries. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Uh, as far as tight ends, not all that interested in Hooper right now. You know, we'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. I think this Browns team is still trying to figure themselves out under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, so right now, Austin Hooper, I'm hands off. I think there's better yeah. options out there. Over to the Bengals side of the ball. It, it was a promising outing. I'll say it that way. Burrow looked competent. You know, there were a bunch of missed throws, missed opportunities, but he's doing the right things. He wasn't making many mistakes, making educated throws. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead of taking sacks or making bad throws, he would just throw it away. Uh, So he looks like a really mature player. So I think he's just going to keep getting better and better game after game. Uh, And I think he will be at some point a very high caliber player. As far as receiving options, he loves his tight ends, but unfortunately, his lead tight end, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name, uh, is out uh, for the season with yeah. an injury. You know, I'm I'm not in a rush to pick up his, his backup tight end. Uh, AJ Green, he had a really bad stat line. Uh, he didn't 
have a great stat line last week either. He is somebody I am heavily, heavily targeting in trades. Um, if you have him, you know, I would hang tight if you can. Mm-hmm. He had 13 targets. That is incredible. And there were so many close calls with AJ Green where Burrow just overthrew him. Just a little Almost bit of a bad touch. Game winning touchdown, too. Right. So if he would have caught half of those targets, we'd be singing a very different song. Um, so I love AJ Green. I mm-hmm. am so excited for when they start to connect. This is a rookie who didn't have a training camp. This is a player who hasn't played in two years. It's just a matter of time until these two start connecting and make a, a huge impact on the NFL. So That's well said. By low AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. I'm not excited to start him. He ended up scoring a touchdown in gar- deep garbage time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So A.J. Green, I think, is I think he's a wide receiver, too, a low-end wide receiver, too. He hasn't put up the numbers yet to, uh, I guess, give him that. He hasn't put up the stats yet to back that up. But based on his target load and opportunity, I'm in as, as a wide receiver, too, for A.J. Green. Yeah, that that's a... Uh... 13 targets, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah, rough night for Joe Mixon, uh, but unfortunately, it was just a rough night for the Bengals' O-line in general. Joe Burrow was under assault. It wasn't too bad if you're in a PPR league with Joe Mixon because he did get four receptions, 40 receiving yards. Yeah, four receptions, 40 receiving yards, so that's not too bad, but the, the ground game definitely needed a lot more work. Agreed. Uh, next up, we have the Buffalo Bills, who crushed the Miami Dolphins. Crushed isn't the right word. Josh Allen, though, it's is good. It was crushing it. A uh, great game. Gosh. Dolphins show signs of life. Josh Allen, you know, I think makes a very strong case for why he sees himself in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. Top five. Stephon Diggs, I think, is a bona fide wide receiver, too, if he rolled the dice. It's looking great. He is not missing Kirk Cousins, and I think he's making the most of his opportunities. John Brown is still a legitimate wide receiver. I think he's solidly in the wide receiver three category. Um, running you game. Out, you missed out one more receiver. Oh, God. Okay, Cole Beasley. No, Cole Beasley. Not yet. Yeah. Keep an eye on him. No, no don't, don't keep an eye on him. Keep an eye Beasley. on him. Shut up. He's so underrated. Oh, Deep yeah. leagues. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, break yeah. down this running game situation for me, because I know a lot of people are confused, it, frustrated, and want some clarity. I think, yeah, that's how you describe it. A little frustrating. <laughs> Devin Singletary, 10 carries, 56 yards. Zach Moss, 8 carries, 37 yards. Neither of them a touchdown. Uh, it was kind of like Tampa last year. They're kind of eating into each other's shares. Uh, and, and until I see it kind of one outperform the other, I'm very nervous about starting both of them because they they should have on paper they should have had a great game at least one of them should have against the miami dolphins who were known to not have the best i guess team overall singletary or moss i think should have stepped it up none of them did Uh, i'm not saying drop any of them obviously because they both do have potential but i'm i'm still waiting to see more consistency on on what this run game is going to look like for me to feel comfortable enough to say start one or the other. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's icky. Uh, I think you had a really good analogy. It's like the Buccaneers last season. 
you know, it's it's a gross split. And unfortunately, as when they're both there, I think it's going to severely affect their fantasy value. If I had to start one, it would be Singletary. Um, mm-hmm. But I would really not want to be in a situation where I have to start either Singletary or Moss. Yeah. Uh, over to the other side of the ball, the Dolphins. You know, this is this Dolphins team looks, I'm not going to say dangerous, uh, but they can certainly put up a fight. Uh, Fitzpatrick with a relatively big day. Gesicki looks talented. I think he is a worthwhile add if you awesome have catch, space. Awesome catch. Yeah, yeah spectacular catch. Um, and he really is built. He is a big wide receiver. Um, Devontae Parker, excellent touchdown. Mm-hmm. Preston Williams, disappointed. What do you think? Am I missing anything? Yeah, I don't my think there's man, any... oh, my God. free agent signing from week one, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin, if you need, if you suffered from Saquon Barkley getting injured, this could be a, a replacement. He's not <laughs> going to put up Barkley numbers <laughs> at all, but there's not a lot of good running backs out there. Miles Gaskin, uh, same amount of carries as Matt Burita, but performed a little better with nine more rushing yards. Uh, unfortunately, he did not get the goal line work this week because Jordan Howard took the touchdown, but Gaskin was heavily involved in the passing game. Six receptions, 36 yards, more than Preston Williams. I'll take that. That's awesome in a PPR league. Yeah, no, I I think that's a great pick. And Andrew, nice foresight uh, with the Gaskins pick. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this Dolphins team, you know, they're they're looking pretty solid. They got potential. They're, they're not laughable. Team. They're not laughable anymore. No, they're not. What the is Jets. the new laughable team? Nope. Oh, I the regret. Jets. I, okay, yeah. good. I yeah. was gonna say I, I kind of regret asking that question, but yeah, the <laughs> I, Jets. I was already laughing at the Vikings. Yeah, so that's that's low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the Dolphins, you know, this is an underrated team. Uh, I do think Preston Williams, you know, I I wouldn't be in a rush to pick him up. I do think he had some rough matchups last week and this week. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see what he can do um, with Devontae Parker on the opposite side. I think there's going to be fantasy value here for both of them. Devontae Parker, I think, is a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three. What do you think? Yeah, no, that that's solid if it wasn't for Mr. Inconsistent at quarterback, I would put him as a solid wide receiver too, but <laughs> you never know what you're going to get from Fitzmagic. So yeah, that's a, a lower end wide receiver too is a very good spot to put him. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, moving on to the Denver Broncos, oh who boy. fell to the mighty Pittsburgh Steelers. The big news here is Cortland Sutton is out for the season with a knee injury. I hate to hear it. He is an excellent wide receiver who a lot of people had as a huge breakout. He did last year, and people thought he could reach the elite status. Um, Unfortunately, he is out for the season. Um, You know, moving forward, I don't really think you can replace him. Uh, And also, unfortunately, Drew Locke, who's somebody I was already very afraid for, you know, he's out. Uh, They replaced him (laughs) with Jeff Driscoll, uh, which is just embarrassing. Um, and he was, he actually did some damage against this Pittsburgh team, yeah, um, but I would rather jump off a bridge than put any trust in uh, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. So Jerry Judy, no thank you. He will be a very good wide receiver in the future. But right now, with man, with uh, Broncos wide receivers, I'm out. I am not interested. And even the running game, Philip Lindsay out. Melvin Gordon, I think, is a disappointment in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, perhaps you feel differently about any of these options. Uh, 
I agree with the run game. If Melvin Gordon didn't get that touchdown, I would not be happy with that performance. I still have a little bit of faith because they got to throw to someone. So I still got a little faith in Jared Judy. And like I said earlier, KJ Hamler is at least worth picking up. Uh, but in terms of starting on your team, not yet. You got to see what a full game with uh, Jeff, Jeff Driscoll looks like. And it's not going to be pretty. But we'll, we'll just see how good or bad this team is next week. Yeah, I was impressed with Noah Fant. Uh, he stepped up in a big he's way, great. had a yeah. really nice touchdown. He's always an automatic start for me, just because he's so talented. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's an automatic start. Uh, you know, I wanted him to prove himself at the beginning of the season, uh, but two really great weeks back-to-back. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, now he is in the start conversation. I wouldn't say he's a lock, just because of the quarterback uncertainty, um, but I think he's I think he's definitely top 10, and I think he's making a strong push especially yeah. with Kittle injuries uh, and other uncertainties surrounding the tight end position. Uh, here's a question for you. Hit me. Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Okay. Wow. I think more, I think more consistent. Yeah. Goddard showed right. his upside week one having hundred plus and, and uh, two TDs, but I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I have more faith in, in Noah Fant than the tight end too. From yeah. All right, I get it. Uh, over the Steelers' side of the ball, James Conner, welcome back. Um, no controversy. Heck. Benny Snell's an afterthought if Conner's yep. healthy. This continues to be a one workhorse style offense. If you have Conner, please get Snell. If you drafted Snell to start on his own, I don't. Not <laughs> if anymore, uh, no. yeah, if Conner's healthy, Snell's not involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster after a big week one, a pretty disappointing week two, uh, but I think he is. Uh, very high upside wide receiver. Yeah. Deontay Johnson, another big performance. You know, I think he is in the must start category as a, I'd say a mid mid level wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Uh, Chase Claypool, somebody I was really excited about going into the season from Notre Dame scores a huge touchdown. Looks great. Not a start, uh, but somebody to keep an eye on if you play in a dynasty league for sure. Definitely. Somebody I'm very, and if there was a, an injury to Deontay Johnson or Juju, I think Claypool becomes a very interesting option. Yep. Uh, Big Ben, where do you have Big Ben ranked? Uh, Top 15. Top Top 15. 15. I I like it. There's, there is upside. There is talent on that team. Um, Yeah. I, I liked his week one performance, obviously a lot better than this one but I, I still like it he's looking good so yeah top 15 streamable quarterback as well uh, if he's not rosterable so yeah i dig it anybody else from this game you want to talk about not really no all right let's get to the best game here the best jacksonville jaguars yeah. almost beat the tennessee titans I'm becoming a huge fan of the Jaguars. This is it's a fun I, team. Uh, this is awesome. You know what? I didn't have any strong opinions on them before the season. I think I'm I'm a fan now. I really like their nothing to lose mm-hmm. attitude. And it's just a bunch of young guys having fun. <laughs> they don't expect to win anything. So they just go out there and you know, if they lose, that's what everybody expected. Uh, but man, they are putting up some legitimate fights. Gardner Minshew, I think becomes a qb1 <laughs> you it's, know i he proved himself week after week by hook or by crook he gets it done mm-hmm. um i put him over throwing, big ben yeah you know he's throwing great it's been stunning keelan cole uh, like you pointed out 
um, you know, where do you have him ranked overall? What what similar players do you have with Keelan Cole? What similar players? Yikes. Uh, well, to put things into perspective, I got Keelan Cole as a solid flex just because he's he's proven um, that he can do it a couple weeks in a row. He's more consistent. In terms of where do I compare him to? Oh man, I can't even I can't even think of someone. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, let me think. No, hang weak. on. There's someone there. I can't think of anything. Uh, probably probably like a above Tyler Boyd, a, around AJ Green, maybe. Wow, Is that so too have, high. You have Keelan Cole up there with AJ Green. I do. I got Keelan Cole up there with AJ Green. Are you kidding me? He's he's the number one on Jacksonville right now. Wow. So you so you think he's the number one ahead of DJ Chark? But stats wise, yes. Well, okay. I'm not talking stats. I'm talking stats wise. It's week two. It is week two. But if he keeps up this consistency, yeah, he's gonna be up there. So. Just think, by the okay. same argument, you're making yeah. the argument that Calvin Ridley is the best wide receiver in football. Hey, he's pretty good, but... That's what you're saying. That's what the stats show. I guess I'm thinking of upside. But I, I still think... I disagree with you so strongly. I can't You put, I can't think of any other any good comparable wide receivers. You put me on the spot. He's <laughs> over Robbie Anderson. I'm trying to think of players on that level, but then I keep thinking that he's better than all of them. All right. Well, um, interesting. I'll, I'll I let guess, you think about it. Um, but you think very highly about Keelan I think Cole, very highly. So that's yes. that was very apparent. All three of these wide receivers are are awesome right now. Yeah, DJ Chark, you know, a, another disappointing week. Um, you know, he's not terrible, but he's just not putting up what we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh so where where do you have DJ Chark? You know, I, I think he is a obvious he's taking a step back. Yeah. Do you think that's just because of how it's happened? Is he still as valuable as what people were hoping for? He just hasn't gotten the opportunity yet, uh, or is he somebody that you think is fading? Uh, I I would still still put him up there as a as a the value that you drafted him at because he's still putting up big yards. He had eighty four receiving yards. He just didn't get the touchdown. So I think you know it, play this game again, and I think Chark could could get the touchdown. It's really. It, there's a there's a lot of mouths to feed, uh, and I think Chark is still at that top value. Like obviously, I would rather pick him over Keelan Cole, even though I'm talking about how awesome he is and how Keelan Cole's been playing better. But I just think it's been a rough two weeks for DJ Chark. I think he could come back and and obviously finish as the the best wide receiver on this team. Yeah, uh, Lavisca Chenault. I love the guy. Another strong performance involved in their running game and yeah. passing game. I think as he continues to develop, he is going to be a great player. Um, Tyler Eifert scores a touchdown and is in my heart once again. Oh, Love boy. that guy. Shout out to Tyler Eifert. Um, other than that, you know, that sums up the Jaguars, uh, mm-hmm. a team I'm very excited about and better than I think anybody expected. On the Titans side of the ball, I hate them still. Um, Come on. I just I cannot stand the Titans. Why? Love Tennessee, hate the Titans. What's wrong with the Titans? Uh, Stan Hill threw four TDs. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis steps up in a big way. So if you picked him up on waivers and started him, congratulations. Mm -hmm. Um, Derek Henry, he's a grown man. Um, Man, I'm trying to think what else to break down. Andrew, uh, 
Jono you know Smith. Yeah, Jono really Smith. Really stepped up. Two, two TDs, four receptions, 84 yards. That's awesome wide receiver. Yeah, that's some, that's some big boy play. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Do though. you have Jono Smith in the top 10? Oh, uh, I, not yet. I yeah, don't. He's I definitely growing on me. Like, I, I would put him around Dallas Goddard level. Um, just because two TDs, that's, that's, that's huge. That's awesome. Yeah. But just because this is a, a very run heavy offense, y- you don't know if he can do this every week. Right. Right. All right. Yeah. Interesting. I think he's right around there. I he's think he's, he's getting there. Yeah. He could be this year's breakout mm-hmm. uh, and he has the athletic ability for it. Um, yeah, I don't really think anybody, my opinion on anybody really changed. Uh, AJ Brown was out. So, you know, nothing. Yeah. Nothing huge there. Uh, yeah, no, truly, I think Tannehill, uh, a little more impressed. Janu Smith, a little more impressed. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, I think status quo. Expected, yeah. Next up, we have the Kansas City Chiefs facing the LA Chargers. Uh, Sammy Watkins left the game with a head injury. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think of jokes to make there, but I, I'll oh, skip wow. it. He's a, he's just a shouldn't, shouldn't be on your team. Anyway, uh, and Tyra Taylor, surprise inactive. He let the first round rookie Herbert lead this team and did a solid job. Yeah. Uh, you know, do I think he's the next Patrick Mahomes? No, absolutely. Um, but he, no. he's a, he was a fantastic player. Uh, Kansas city chiefs. Mahomes gets it done. Kelsey beast, Tyreek Hill stud, the secondary receivers. I am not interested in. Nope. Ugh. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Just a rough game. Yeah, just a rough game. Uh, I would not lose hope. You know, you saw his upside week one, and I think you saw his downside week two. Yeah. So I, I think you can see something towards in the middle of those two weeks, and that'll be his normal normal performance. Yeah, I just think they had to, the Chiefs had to pass the ball a lot more than usual this game. And the Chargers are a really good defense. Close. It was an awesome game. The Chargers yeah. offense did not too bad as well. Herbert actually looked pretty solid in there. I didn't see a lot of mistakes. Got that rushing touchdown that a lot of rookie quarterbacks like to get. And Keenan Allen looked really solid with 96 receiving yards. Yeah, Keenan Allen's great. You know, he's he's somebody I do have a strong affinity towards. Uh, I will say, deeply disappointed with Mike Williams. He was heavily targeted week one with Tyrod Taylor. Not heavily targeted (laughs) with Herbert. Um, Yeah, I I think that... That's why Herbert playing it safe because Mike oh, Williams absolutely. is a really deep guy. Yeah. I absolutely, I agree. Um, I picked up Mike Williams in a bunch of leagues too. I thought he could turn into something with the workload he was getting. Uh, I am no longer interested with Herbert. I think he will focus on the receiving backs and Keenan Allen, like you said, playing it safe. Um, and if he does show a propensity for the deep throws, he's got a great deep throw. Um, didn't really see it last week. I'm sure they will be working on it for the time being. I'm out with Mike Williams and using that roster spot for somebody else. Absolutely. Uh, Eckler. Awesome. Uh, you know, I think he's right back into being an RB one. Uh, and we talked about Joshua Kelly, you know, he's definitely rosterable 25 touches on this chargers offense is a serious, serious workload over a hundred yards and he's got talent. So please make sure he's rostered. Mm-hmm. And I think he'd be a flex play uh, if needed. Um, Hunter Henry just continues to get it done, man. Love he it. is, if he's healthy, he's a locked and loaded starter. He's great. He, he doesn't get uh, a lot of TDs, but he's, he's getting like 80 plus yards a game. So 
Yeah. That's I, really rare for a tight end. I don't think he's ever going to finish the week as TE1, uh, but I think he's always in the TE yeah. top six. He's the player. You just put him in there, and you just don't need to worry about it. You, you'll check your your roster and see how many points your team scores, and you can be like, all right, cool. He's kind of like job. Keenan Allen. You yeah. put Keenan Allen in, you're like, oh, nice. <laughs> you didn't disappoint me. You did what I expected you to do. Yeah, Thank you. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Solid. Uh, next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens who beat the Houston Texans. Man, uh, Ravens, good at football. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing really too deep to diagnose here. Marquise Brown had a disappointing game. I do not hold that against him. Hey, you can buy low. Yeah, buy low. I know I certainly would. Uh, As far as running game, people are going to be frustrated. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, after a big week one, not as big week two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Ingram was the one who made the most of his opportunities. This is absolutely a committee defense or a committee running back. Gus Edwards um, got involved as well. Yeah, absolutely. Henry, 73 yards. What the heck was that? Um, if I have stock in any of these players, Dobbins, Ingram, probably not Edwards, <laughs> uh, yeah. I would try to sell for anything I can get. Uh, this is a headache game I do not want to play. If it was one running back, they'd be a top 10 running back, but it's not like Mark Ingram last year. Exactly. So if I can get out and get something similar in return, I would do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. I personally did trade away J.K. Dobbins uh, after his two touchdown week one. For a ridiculous Uh, (laughs) deal. uh, And I'm I'm hoping to be able to uh, trade away Mark Ingram. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you're in our league, please disregard what I'm saying, and you should buy him from me. But I'm going to be trying to move. I'm going to try to move away from Mark Ingram. I lost Saquon, and I'm not interested. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how desperate you get. Yeah, uh, but no, this is a good bad. Ravens. Uh, Jackson is obviously a elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Andrews, you know what are your what are your feelings of Mark Andrews? Just a rough game. Uh, yeah. Baltimore had control of this game the entire time, so I, I think it was just them kind of playing at slow pace, run the ball as much as you need to, um, throw when necessary. Yeah, just just an off game for him. Now, yep. I'm not gonna freak out about it. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, over to the Texans' side of the ball. Tough to be a Texan and tough to go against the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think there's anybody I'd be particularly excited about. Um, you know, hey, David Johnson. It's a tough rough matchup. Game. Oh, very tough matchup. And this team's just in a weird place. Uh, David Johnson, disappointing day, but you know we both predicted that before the game. Yeah. I didn't see how it could go any other way. Um, but I'm excited to start him next week. You know, David Johnson, really good player. It was a tough start. Yeah. So I, I'm not losing any faith in David Johnson. He still looks solid. Deshaun Watson, do you still have faith in him as a QB1? Oh, it, it, it's tough. It's tough when a player like Gardner Minshew is, is looking better than him. Uh, but, I mean, talent-wise, he's there. He's still got weapons with Brandon Cooks and... Will Fuller, who didn't get a single reception this game. Um, I still have faith in him. It's a tough, tough matchup. I think throughout the season, he can he can get better and better once they start finding their groove, figuring things out. Well, and unfortunately for the Texans, they have had just a tough, tough two weeks. <laughs> yeah, Going up against the Chiefs and Ravens. I think Bill O'Brien is on the hot seat for the eighth year, what it feels like. Um 
yeah, you know, I think unfortunately as a as a franchise, they are an arrow trending downwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh Fells, any interest in the tight end for the Texans? No. <laughs> no. Polite pass. Not, not when there's like there's players like Johnu Smith who still hasn't been rostered in half of the ESPN leagues. Like, come on. In, uh, do you have Brandon Cooks as the top wide receiver for this Texans team, or do you have it as Will Fuller? I got Brandon Cooks. Interesting. I got Brandon Cooks because Will Fuller, I is such a <laughs> headache. It's such a yeah, headache. I mean, true. he he put up a over a hundred yards. He's a uh, Percy Harvin low level headache. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he put up nothing this week. Big fat goose egg. So Brandon Cooks is, is more of the consistent receiver as long as he stays healthy. Uh, I, I'm not really excited about any of these receivers, but if I had to pick one, it would be Cooks. You know, now that you say that, um, I don't think I've ever actually seen what a goose egg looks like. So if you want to bear with me for a moment yeah, while I do some Google investigative. Google stat line. <laughs> oh, they just they just look like regular eggs all it's right a whole lot of whole lot of zeros i don't know why goose eggs get such a bad name i don't uh, know where that came from but <laughs> disrespectful towards geese to... uh speaking of disappointment mm-hmm. we have the minnesota vikings falling to the indianapolis colts do we need to talk about it yeah andrew how does it feel to be a fan of one of yeah. the worst franchises in football oh man i just regret everything are you excited to move on from Kirk cousins yeah, yes. Dak Prescott's a free agent 2021. <laughs> hey. Uh yeah, Kirk Cousins, I think, had the lowest passer rating I've ever seen in my life. I think he got like nine. Since Christian Ponder. Passer rating. Yeah, dude. He's looking like Christian Ponder out there. 113 yards, three interceptions, no touchdowns. Receiving game just wasn't there at all. It it was one of those those days where Brendan and I were just not looking at the game. We we're just watching red zone for most of the time. We're rocking a dual screen setup, but we we're just not paying attention to this game. It was so disappointing from a Viking standpoint. Well, it's funny, like as a Packer fan, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I, I find it hilarious when the Vikings struggle, obviously, but there's like a certain level where if the Vikings are too bad, it's sad. Yeah. Cause like, I like the Vikings to have a lot of talent, but just keep falling short. You, you want but, the rivalry. Oh. Because you you're like a little brother. I mean, same division. We know each other really well. Vikings are the Packers' little brother who just can't quite be better than the older really? brother. But, oh, yeah, I know it's sad watching him get One stomped day. on. This this team looks dysfunctional. Uh, Dalvin Cook is obviously a stud. You know, yep. I don't have any worries there. Uh, Adam Thielen, after a huge week one, posts a very disappointing stat line week two. I'm not as concerned about Thielen. You know, I think he will bounce back. I think he I, is I agree with you there. wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Uh, absolutely wide receiver one upside. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, there is nobody on this team I'm interested in. Not at all. It's crazy. Uh, Justin Jefferson got a little bit of opportunity. Nope. I'm not. No, obviously don't. <laughs> don't start him anytime soon. Dynasty League, obviously, I think a player to get, but nothing there yet. All right, uh, and with the Colts side of the ball, uh, Paris Campbell is out for the season with a PCL tear. So, you know, after a promising start to the season, unfortunately has to take the rest of the season out. Um, Jonathan Taylor, 
superstar in the making. What? That was such a good game. Yeah, he's great. You know, yeah. it's, you know, everybody knew he was going to be good. It was just a matter of when he would get the opportunity. This was a match made in heaven. Uh, truly, when the Colts took him, it was something finally made sense mm-hmm. in this weird world. So, you know, it worked out. It's, I feel like watching him play here is like, yep. <laughs> this is, uh, and not to toot my own horn too much, I remember when Eddie Lacy was drafted by the Packers back in the day, and I, I made a big bet with my friends that he was going to get over 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns, and he did. You know, it just it made sense. It was one of those things where, like, well, yeah, duh. And that's what Jonathan Taylor reminds me of uh, Good with old feast the Colts. Yep. Feast mode, my man. My first mode. fantasy love. Yeah, it's slightly uh, disappointing game for Philip Rivers. I would. It, it's two weeks in a row where I, oh, I kind of he's showing some rust, man. I, very, very good opportunity, but he's just he's just not yeah. doing it. It was disappointing. I think he is. Uh, I'm trying to think of a polite way to say this. He's riding off in the sunset. This is yeah. uh, his farewell tour. Just add that to the to the list of mistakes I've made this season. Oh well, it's it's a growing list. I can I can just go. That'll be a whole lengthy episode. If It'll I be a segment. Hamakers, <laughs> Vikings Locke. as a whole. I did. I have no Vikings in any of my leagues. Oh, that's the first thing you did, I did right. I, hey, I, didn't, I didn't have faith. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, Mo Ali Cox had over 100 yards. That I think crazy. he is somebody to look into. T.Y. Hilton disappoints. Uh, I think the arrow is pointing down quite aggressively <laughs> when it comes yeah. to T.Y. Hilton. Unfortunately, he did drop uh, nearly a 44-yard touchdown, so not great. The drops, lack of opportunity. Is he someone you're trying to buy a low on or somebody you're holding or trying to sell? Uh, I would hold just to see the involvement. Um, especially I, with I the want, injury. Yeah, especially with the injury. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I, I, I'm definitely more high on, on Pittman right now. I think that he he can really step up in these next couple of weeks. So we'll yeah, see how uh, it goes. It's a great great idea. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the 49ers who crushed the Jets, but at what cost? Uh, Mostert was injured with an MCL sprain. Um, timetable is undetermined but is looking like a multi-week injury uh and they lost some key defensive players solomon thomas nick bosa so unfortunately metlife stadium takes its toll on the 49ers side of the ball i think Jarek mckinnon is the only notable takeaway looked good and i think he can be picked up and started in any league you are in absolutely that's it yeah easy enough uh, yeah, a little bit of there, but well, he's, oh, he's nothing. When I'm going to point out, Andrew. I remember you teasing me last week for yeah. talking about how good Jordan Reed was. So yes, because it's uh, ridiculous. Your new nickname is the Straw because you can suck it. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I think as long as Kittle is out, Reed is a star. I mean, it's weird. This is what we expected. You know, this is what Reed was supposed to be before all of his injuries. So I'm thrilled he still has it. As long as Kittle is out and as long as Reed is healthy, I think he's a top ten tight end. That's that's that that's a stretch, man. It, it was who, against who, the who New York throw Jets. It to? Yeah, who else are we gonna New throw it to, Jets. Andrew? Uh, well, this is I a want, tight end I heavy offense. I wanted Brandon Ayuk to get involved. Oh, you wanted it? How did yeah, it? How did that's it turn what I out? Expected. If uh, not great. If were candies and nuts, oh my gosh, get out of here. 
Jordan no, Reed, top 10 tight end I, as long I'm, as Kittle is out. I cannot agree with that. This is this and is not going to be a consistent list thing. Of mistakes. It is not going to be a consistent thing. No way. Okay. Do, I refuse to believe Jordan Reed is going to I mean, be a top I 10 disagree, tight end. I disagree, but okay. Out. All right. We can cross that bridge when we get yeah, there. We'll figure it out. I feel very good about Jordan Reed. Mm. You feel very bad about Jordan Reed. No. So we'll see. We will see, my friend, uh, over to the Jets side of the ball. Ick. All right, cool. Yep. Cool. Uh, there's nobody on this team I'm, I'm interested in. No, uh, no. Gun to my head, Frank Gore, but that's not a happy situation. Gun to my head, pull the trigger. <laughs> no, no, Frank, Frank <laughs> Gore. dark. Yeah, it was really dark. Um, Frank Gore, that dude, Kalen Balaj is the backup. Yeah, that's that's Holy all I need to know. Crap. Um, I mean, there are people that that stepped it up a little this week, and Chris Hogan and Braxton Berrios, but yeah, nope, not, not relevant not yet. Got to see more consistency. Yeah, yeah, I am right Arnden there with did you. Nothing as well. That was weird. Yes. I thought he could have a good game. Yeah. Nope. That was a rough one. Mm. Uh, and Andrew, that wraps up our analysis of the NFC home yeah, games. Part one. Uh, part one. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We will bring you part two, breaking down the NFC home games in another episode. Please, uh, we do ask a favor. Uh, please leave us a review on whatever platform you are using to listen. Uh, we do greatly appreciate it. That helps us spread the word as well as give us the positive reinforcement we need to keep pushing. Uh, thank you all again so much. Hopefully you had a great week too. And in our part two of this episode, we will break down the other games. Talk to you then. Thank you. Be safe and have a good one.